You're listening to RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. The views and opinions expressed by our guests, hosts, and or DJs do not, we repeat, do not reflect the official policy or position of RGV Titan Radio, our affiliates, or our sponsors. RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. Uh, podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. We are your hosts. I am Will. And I'm Bob. And I'm Patty. And Rambo is a pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Man, to hear, like, if anybody were to say that to Stallone, like, they would would have no arms, right? They'd get their throat ripped out, man. Yeah, like with extreme prejudice. Literally Rambo style. Rambo style. <laughs> how are you guys doing, man? How was uh, how was your week been uh, so far, my friend? Pretty good, man. Pretty nice good. and nice and mellow week. Not a whole lot yeah. going on. Yeah, we had uh, we've we've, we've had uh, been pretty busy since we had some catching up to do, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, man. Uh, this has been a, a kind of a short week for us, but that doesn't mean that we don't have a, a high quality episode to bring you people. Um, I'm going to. It's this is nothing like the Lethal Weapon podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. <laughs> so. So, uh, like we do every week, man, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, uh, let's just uh, run down what we saw uh, in the past, uh, in our case, the last couple of days. Um, aside from the uh, the heavy-duty uh, political thing that's been going on that's been basically taking over everybody's Facebook feeds, all the news cycles, everything, I actually, yeah, man, like I actually had time to watch a couple of movies, man. What did you check out, bro? So I watched uh, a movie that I thought, like, I knew I was going to like, but I didn't think that I would like it this much. I actually saw a movie called uh, You Cannot Kill David Arquette. Oh, God, what an amazing documentary that is. (laughs) Okay, so, like, I went into it thinking I was going to watch a documentary, but it turned out to be kind of like a a documentary-style mockumentary kind of thing. Yeah. it's but, such a feel-good documentary, though. It's such a feel-good little mockumentary. It really is, man. And and uh, if and I do believe that that while uh, it's got a ton of setup, right? Like like there's oh, not God, a lot yeah, of, of stuff in that movie, but no. I do believe that 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 the that the tone and uh, the way David Arquette kind of like the way they portrayed him yeah. in this movie was 100% genuine. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. And I, I really, I really felt for the guy, you know. Yeah. I was one of those. I was one of those cats uh, back in the back in the early two thousands when he won the uh, the world heavyweight title. Yeah. I was one of those guys like like screw you, David Arquette. You know, this yeah. is my fault. It's not yours. Very you much know? same. Like it, it, it started getting lame to me like in like twenty fifteen. Really? When I was like, are we still mad about this? Like, are we still <laughs> okay, mad about so David we are Arquette? talking about the wrestling David Arquette that we saw. Yeah, yeah, the same, the, the documentary that we the, saw. The the jugular cut. <laughs> yeah, that was Ooh, fucked up. Wow. That was real, though. That was real. I, I know that was very real. 
Yeah, I can't like that, believe that actually happened, man. That made that made wrestling news. Yeah, like, that was very like, scary. I, I follow a bunch of wrestling sites, and like that was all over those pages. It made man. me like, cry, I, but I like it. It was good. It, it's well, like, so I, I I understand like what I mean. Like it's true though. Like come on, man. Like we've been wrestling fans for so long. You, you mean to tell me you wouldn't you wouldn't stand on that middle rope and hold up a world heavyweight championship if you could for one night? Well, of course, and and that's the thing. Like uh, he he uh, he basically put it, they basically put it to where he just wanted to go out there promote the movie, and he wanted to take part a little bit into it, right? Yeah. Like he was always he was always a wrestling fan. Yeah, it wasn't, like, it wasn't his idea to win the world title. Yeah, yeah, that was freaking Vince Russo's. Whose idea to... was that, bro? <laughs> you know, like, and he, he's like, I didn't kill wrestling, bro. The wrestling fans killed wrestling. Nah, yeah, they him. killed wrestling because you you gave him shit. You nah, know? it was him. He killed it. Yeah, like I'm not gonna miss words on that one like sorry i'm like a thousand percent on jim cornette side when it comes to that sorry guys we got a little wrestling sidetrack but let me ask you a question will because i legitimately asked i asked patty right before we went on the air right before we started like we got on this call i i don't know why it's just one of those things that i i wonder like if you were if, if what bro when we're famous rock stars and we inevitably get invited to wrestlemania and they're they're gonna train you to do one move. Like you're gonna get one big move. Like what's your move? What do you want to do? Like what do you want to drop? Like what move? Like like what's my like what would be my finisher or like what's yeah. the move that I want to do? Yeah. Like you're gonna Fly- get to hit like Randy Orton with something. Like what? what uh, is- Flying tornado DDT. Flying tornado. Wow. Yeah. That was me. Patty. DDT, yeah. Dude. Patty like, was yeah, like virtual DDT high five. Virtual high five. Yeah, yeah, like Patty was like DDT, and I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, like maybe like the Johnny Gargano slingshot DDT or like the middle rope Willow's Bell. Like, yeah. I don't know, but a DDT, and I'm like, wow, like I elbow drop, top rope elbow drop, Macho oh. Man elbow drop. Like, drop. Oh, okay. I want to fuck up my whole left side. <laughs> like, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do one move, like you might as well do a move that hurts you more than the guy. <laughs> right. Like, that's why. Like, I, just, I, want, I want to drop an elbow. I, I've always wanted. Like, yeah. Like I just. Want, I don't know, I, man. I, after after watching. Punks. I don't know, man. After watching, uh, you cannot kill David Arquette. I might want to do the Hurricanrana. Right. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was so. I I really what I really liked in that movie when he goes to Mexico and he does the street performing. Dude, and you know That's what, man? Like real. that part actually made me cry, dude. Because like, like if you know um, Mexican wrestling, uh, especially yeah. like you know how important those masks are. Yeah. So yeah. like the yeah. fact that 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 the wrestler that trained him gave him the, his mask. Yeah. Like, that's dude. like that's like like as high an honor as as a championship belt, dude. Yeah, dude. That's, so, that's like, it says that's a lot. Legit. Yeah, yeah, like it says a lot that he gave him that he gave up his mask to him. Like that was fucking really cool. Like yeah. that's at the very least he really did earn some fucking respect. And I think that's what what this whole documentary was about was him just showing everybody like, dude, I really fucking love wrestling. Like I don't mean to, I didn't yeah. mean to be the stain on like the business. I didn't think that fucking twenty years later people were still gonna be mad at me about this. Yeah. Like people, and it's still, still, <laughs> grudge. Like, that's the one thing he should have known is wrestling fans have really long memories. Oh yeah, dude. Like we yeah. don't. You can repackage whoever you want. I fucking know who that is. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if anybody knows that, it's Vince McMahon. You know, we yeah. see that every year. <laughs> but uh, and at the same time, man, like I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it it's a nice. Uh, like I've seen plenty of documentaries that go in depth. Excuse me. 
adds to the world of wrestling and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. like this, this is just like I look at it like every every documentary, every time a documentary is released uh, per year or whatever. Yeah, that's like a like a further look into uh, into the world, uh, you know, like an updated look into the world that you know that we both still watch and still still pretty much are into. And uh, one, oh, I'm sorry, but like one last thing, like I I do want to say that it had a really really nice tribute to uh, to Luke Perry in it, yeah, and to his son Jungle Boy, and. Yeah. Uh, like I cried twice in this documentary, dude. Yeah, so did we. Like we like I like the the Luke Perry shit hit me really hard. Yeah, and like I, I didn't remember, know that was him, dude. I didn't even recognize him the first time when yeah. when he cut his jugular. You know. Yeah, yeah, that was him. That was, that was fucking Luke Perry was with him on that entire fucking ride. Like, yeah, and it's it's crazy because a lot of people don't know that fucking like Luke Perry rode in fucking like around the Indies a lot because he fucking he was there with his kid. Like his kid wanted wow. to be a wrestler and like. I, I maintain, like, you're crazy if you don't fucking put that AEW world title on that kid in the next year and having everybody singing fucking Tarzan Boy. Like, <laughs> in the fucking, when, when we can have audiences again, like, you'd be crazy not to do that. And, like, it, it, it's, it, it was really sad, but it's, it's such a fucking interesting story because, I mean, you've seen... You know these from from riches to rag stories with wrestlers. Like some of these guys fall really fucking hard, and it's interesting uh, to, to watch a falling star in a galaxy that never wanted him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, why do yeah. you want to start from the bottom now? You're older and you've already been a world champion. Like you're already a stain on the industry. Like, yeah, people still look at him that way. And but it's he was also, but he was also like kind of blacklisted because yeah you know wrestling wrestling in, in in many ways is still you know frowned upon like the fact that he was yeah. a uh uh you know um a very prolific actor mm-hmm. and he he went from acting to wrestling which you know if you do it the other way around you go from wrestling to acting like all of a sudden you're legit or whatever yeah. but if you go the other way like you're looking it's it's frowned upon you know which Especially is so, with the it's so weird yeah like it's it's such a weird thing because like and, and it's true ask ronda rousey we'll turn on you really fast yeah. like wrestling fans will turn on you really fucking quick it get it does get like if you're not a diehard wrestling fan like like you were like you and me and like and patty like it's it's one of those things like man you should have seen how fucking frustrated patty got with ronda rousey in wwe <laughs> don't even start like don't even start man me. that pissed her off so bad and like she even she she like it, she was just getting really deep into it the way i am and she was like but doesn't isn't she taking away like like somebody's opportunity to be a world champion right now i'm like yeah like they yep. do this a lot like in in wwe's an entertainment conglomerate now it's been an yeah. entertainment conglomerate for a very long time and we forget that like we forget that because we were there for stone cold steve austin like guys like us were there yeah. when like all of a sudden wrestling's cool like really yeah. is it the cool thing like i've been watching this since i was like a baby dude and that's just the god's honest truth like Dude, we've I would, been fat since the last time it was cool. <laughs> yeah, and like, it's just, it's kind of funny. It's a little weird. Like, even right now, people are giving shit to that guy, Bad Bunny. Like, he wants to have a WrestleMania match. He's going to have a WrestleMania match. Like, yeah. he's at the Performance Center training. He wants to put on a decent match, and people are giving him shit. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. I mean, okay, as long as you go through the motions and as long as you go through the, you know, the bumps and everything, and, and you're legit, 
uh, in legit shape and and you know your your abilities are legit. I don't care if you were the the freaking queen of England, dude. Like, like you have every single right to try your hand at it. Yeah, just earn absolutely. Your, just earn your stripes, you know. Yeah, and and I think that's the weird thing about it is that like when you're thrust in that situation that David Arquette was when like you show up to TV and they're like, Hey, we're going to put the world title on you tonight. Like what? Uh, okay. And like surprise as much as it cut everybody else. Yeah. He was only a world champion for a week. Like he didn't like six days from Monday to Sunday. Yeah. And like, you know, you, you get this, this weird opportunity to, to, to do something really cool like this. And it's, it's kind of hard to say like no to that. You know, I understand why he would be like, yeah, that'd be cool. But like, you know, 20, 20 something years later, he's still here like, dude, like, I love this sport. I never wanted it to to be something that I would like, like put a stain on. It's the same thing with like, what's their names? Like the Insane Clown Posse. Mm-hmm. Like they fucking, they love pro wrestling. Like their their shit's a joke. <laughs> but like, it is, I'm sorry. Like that Juggalo Championship wrestling shit is a joke. It's garbage. It's backyard trash. But like... <laughs> Those kids don't start backyard wrestling is if, if it isn't because they love wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Like, like you don't put yourself through that thing if you don't love and respect the sport. Yeah. You, know? you don't freaking get your neck cut off, you know, if you don't love it, you know? Yeah, for real. And, like, he did, he did, like, like, not for nothing, like... Like, but he, he, like, I didn't, I didn't hate the dude over this sort of thing. Like, I got over that a long time ago. But like, man, he really earned my respect. If that's what he was aiming for, like, he got mine. Like, I thought that was just fucking wicked cool of him. I thought it was yeah. real cool. Yeah. So uh, I also watched uh, a movie that was. I'm a huge fan of John Stewart. Uh, yeah. I was kind of bummed when he left the uh, the Daily Show. Uh, yeah. I think I, th- I think Trevor Noah is uh, like the perfect uh, continuation. Like I yeah, love Trevor he's, Noah. He's fantastic dude. He is the Daily but, Show now. Yeah, but um, I I, I kind of stopped watching after John Stewart left. You know, no no disrespect to Trevor Noah, but you know it's a different show. I didn't. But, it, it's a different show, but I still I still watch yeah. the Daily Show. But um, yeah, he finally came back in a way and he made his directorial debut uh with a movie called irresistible oh uh, yeah i haven't seen that yeah, one yet it's uh it's actually on hbo uh max it, yeah. it, it premiered this past week and uh starring steve carell and uh oh what's his name the guy that plays a bad guy in every movie but chris um shoot i forgot what his name was chris something uh he's a very extremely prolific actor man but uh anyway yeah, man, it's it's a political comedy slash drama about this this guy. He uh, Steve Carell. He worked on Hillary Clinton's uh, presidential campaign. Oh. And after Trump won, he kind of went into hiding and seclusion because his entire thing was like, was like, hey, so what's your strategy? Uh, what's your strategy for beating uh, Donald Trump? He's like, well, we're here, aren't we? You know, yeah, you know, and then they end up losing and he kind of loses his grip on, uh, uh, you know, because he was supposed to be the best. Yeah. So he goes to this small town and he tr- he uh, he run he helps this this small town guy run uh, who's technically a Democrat. 
but he runs he's running for mayor in this like small republican crazy town or what they consider a republican town yeah and like just the way it explodes with the whole mainstream media and the whole like partisan politics and small town and everything it's just a brilliant look at at um the difference between what we see on tv yeah. And what actually happens on the ground in small town America. You say and, fake news? You say fake news? And I'll tell you one thing, dude. The ending had me standing up clapping, dude. Yeah? That yes. I'll it's, check that. I'll probably check it's that out. one of the best endings I have ever seen to any movie at any point in my life, dude. Like, one of the best endings ever. And it's cause, I mean, like, it's funny because I, I remember when the election was, like, happening in 2016, I can remember actually, like, just sort of laughing at it. I'm like, wow, like, that's the best the Republicans can do. Like, all right, yeah. well, they, they killed themselves. Like, I was, I was so sure of it. Like, I was <laughs> like, bro, like, first woman president. I don't care for her. I, I sure shit wasn't going to vote for her. Uh, yeah. But, like. I wasn't going to vote for him neither. I was like, this is just fucking silly is what this is. Like, clearly Hillary's going to win this. And, like, now nah, we're going to give this one to Donald Trump. And I'm like, you're going to do what now? Squeeze like, me? <laughs> yeah, like baking powder? Like, what are you talking about, man? And, like, I'm like, well, things can't get much worse from here. <laughs> Four years later. Hello, what Joe un- Biden. <laughs> well, yeah, what an undoing of reality this has yeah. become. Like, Damn. that's why I even I even told him, like, see, I thought, like, Hillary keeping her mouth shut and just not being Donald Trump was going to get her to win. But, like, it worked this time. <laughs> like, Yeah. It just shows just- you how messed up politics went. When, like, Donald Trump does every single thing that you possibly can do wrong, and he still wins no matter what, because that's how terrible Hillary Clinton was. <laughs> You know, we, we, we talk about two movies at the beginning of this show, and, like, like one of them, all I'm going to say is one movie had a former world heavyweight champion that isn't in the WWE Hall of Fame, and the other thing that we're talking about is a WWE Hall of Famer, so I'm just saying the world is skewered. You know what? Like, I didn't think about that, and uh, uh, I think we're just going to move on from here, man. David Arquette for the WWE Hall of Fame, I'm saying it. I'm putting yeah. it out there. Come on, you know that's not a real thing. <laughs> they no. can't make any money off of David Arquette merchandise. Oh, but you know what? They're doing another Scream movie soon. Like, they might jump on that shit. WWE likes to make horror movies. Oh, there you go. There you go. Right? Yeah. Like, they'll, they'll jump on that shit. They're a conglomerate. That's all, <laughs> that's, that's all they need to fucking do it. Like, David Arquette needs to be in a fucking movie. And they're going to be like, fucking put him, put him in the Hall of Fame. It's such good shit. Starring one-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion David Arquette. That's that's all you need. Rod Simmons is a, is a one-time World Heavyweight Champion. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Very true. I guess. I, I literally <laughs> just compared David. Ar- I li- I literally just compared David Arquette to fucking Ron Simmons. How moving dare you, on, dude? How moving dare you? on? Like that's the, how low we've sunk. The shame. <laughs> the shame of a podcast. Like, <laughs> The first African American world heavyweight title, world heavyweight title holder, dude. Come on. But (laughs) but what what was he in Scream? Thank you. Uh, (laughs) You know, know, there's only one thing I got to say about that, dude. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) What you got, man? Did you you watch anything, man? Man, I feel like we watched something the other day and I just like. I I can't remember. Like we watched something and it just wasn't anything to like. 
write home about. And you know how I am. Like, if it's bad, I'll tell you it's bad. If it's good, I'll tell you it's good. But if I can't remember it, like, your movie wasn't anything. <laughs> and then that's definitely so. You know a movie I am looking forward to, and uh, I think it comes out this week, is uh, what's – I think uh, it's that movie with Nicolas Cage and he's in, like, the Chuck E. Cheese Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's kind of thing. Mm, yeah, that's I forgot what, what we I, Oh, that's what we watched. Mom, Mom and Dad. Dad. No, no, we watched oh, Mom, Mom and Dad, Dad with Mom. Nicolas Cage. Oh, okay. Um, dude, yeah, see, it's insane, dude. I can't believe you don't remember anything about it, dude. It was very forgettable. Oh, that's terrible, that, dude. That's I terrible. Mean, it was okay. It, it, it was fine. It was a cool idea. And they had Nicolas Cage, and they and just Selma didn't. Blair. And Selma Blair, and they just didn't execute it the way it needed to be executed, in my opinion, anyway. I, I mean, we still got some really good Cage rage, which and was nice. I think that's my absolute favorite thing about Nicolas Cage, is he is so fucking self-aware of that Cage rage. Uh-huh. Like he sees the memes, he knows all that shit, he gets it, and like I've seen that's like why they he- hire him, dude. Yeah, dude, I've seen, like, behind-the-scenes footage of him, like, okay, so you don't want me to go full on Nicolas Cage, just semi-cage, a little cage, <laughs> And I'm like, see, he gets it. Like, that's why I want to say... Big cage, cage in a bear suit, no? <laughs> he's... He... <laughs> Captain of Bear suit, dude. God damn. <laughs> Sister Rose, meet Brother Bear. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Like he's he's making some other movie and I'm I'm dying to see it because it's about him. He made a movie about himself, yes. but it's like uh, a parody yeah. of it. It's like called be it's called um Beneath the crushing weight of genius, or something like that. The enormous weight of uh, uh, ah, what's it? Yeah, I, I know what I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it's, I, 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 God, I want to, I can't wait to see that. Okay, you said Nicolas Cage, right? It's yeah, new one? yeah, it hasn't come out yet. It, okay, it, he's so still it should working be on his IMDb though. Oh, probably, but um, finished it. They, they just because of COVID, they haven't released it yet. Oh, okay. I guess they did yeah. finish it then. That's fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's been done since last year. Oh wow! Yeah, like I want, I want the to see unbearable that. weight of massive talent. There you go. The unbearable weight of massive talent is what it's called. I, yeah. I'm dying to see that. Like, I, 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 I fucking, I adore Nicolas Cage and his refusal to just like go away. Like, I love. It doesn't matter what kind of movie you want him to be in. He's like, I'm oh, in. Let's do it. Like. Yeah. And I love that. Oh, I, he's got he's got ten houses to pay off. I think you're talking yeah. about the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, that, that's what he said. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know you got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, uh, I I I've loved the stuff he's come out with recently, like the Color Out of Space. I fucking adore oh. Mandy. Yeah. Mandy's great. Mandy's a fucking just weird trip of a movie. Like, I'm not saying people should do hallucinogens movie. on this movie, but you should do hallucinogens. <laughs> on this movie. I, I I am absolutely saying to do hallucinogens and watch that movie. I'm, like, I'm not I'm not condoning it, but I'm not denying you do it either. I'm yeah, absolutely like, condoning it. You should give it a try. I'm a bad influence, are, so like I'm just saying psychedelics in like normal human doses. Like don't try to fucking Jimi Hendrix and no, nah, yeah, don't go all Mandy on and, and on hit like, hit like a hundred tabs. Like take it, like try a tab of fucking LSD and watch this. Like it is fucking cool. Like it's such a neat movie, and you don't need the acid to 
fucking enjoy it, but like, no, nah, but it's a trip. It though. helps. It sure it helps. helps. Like, you you watch that movie on acid, and you're like, I understand why he has an Oscar. <laughs> like, you really do. It's such a fun fucking movie, and like, just watch Leaving Las Vegas, and you'll know why he has an Oscar. Hell yeah, man! Raising Arizona. Yeah, like, there's so many great fucking movies with Nicolas Cage in it, and like. It's so funny because we talked about him last week on on when we were doing Fast Times because he was yeah I, I didn't catch him in that movie. That's and, so crazy that you didn't like. And it's funny because he is so recognizable to us now. But if you look yeah. at him when he was young, he looks nothing like the way he does now. Do you like? Yeah. That's no, it's just it's the eyebrows, dude. It's the eyebrows. Yeah. He had such bushy eyebrows back then, yep. and like he's he's feathered them down. Bro, the fact that he like yeah. just goes to the store in leather jackets with spikes on it, <laughs> <laughs> like this is how he goes to get gas. Like, because I, he's Ghostwriter, dude. <laughs> God, I I, I envy his. This shit I, isn't a costume. It's a way of yeah, life. You, yeah, you think this is a fucking costume? This shit's a way of life. Like. <laughs> My man has gone spooky suicide on us. Like, he's... I don't know, dude. I, I adore it. I think it's so fucking cool. I'm like, this is just how you dress. Yeah. Like, like not... Nah, you ain't gonna wear basketball shorts to the fucking store. You're gonna put on a fucking leather jacket with spikes and, like, a My Little Pony on the back. Like, okay. Whatever. Like, okay. he earned it. Nicholas Cage earned it in my book. Totally. Like, so speaking never- of earned it, man. So speaking of earned it, let's, uh, let's talk about a movie that uh unfortunately i had never seen and That's so wild to me. when 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 uh when, when i said that last week i got a, i got a couple of uh of statements of people <laughs> saying how are you born before the year 1989 and yeah. not know this movie like apparently i've seen every other movie that was made in 1989 Except for <laughs> except fucking Tango and Cash. That's so except weird. Tango and Cash. So like it is in the pop culture zeitgeist. Oh, absolutely. as heavy as any other Stallone or or uh, um, movie. or Kurt Russell movie. Yeah, like absolutely. Any any other one of those movies, and and apparently, like while I was, I saw the movie and I was doing research for it, you know, figuring it out, like this was supposed to be. Like the biggest movie of the decade. Yeah, this was <laughs> everything that they wanted this movie to be. Was supposed to be like j- just just the movie of the century. It was going to be the one movie to beat Batman, apparently. Yeah, and, <laughs> that's funny. I but, like yeah, they were real fucking confident. In this they movie. put everything they had into this movie, and it just it just didn't happen. But the movie that did come out, I gotta say is um entertaining and stupid in all the right ways for a 1980s movie it's such a delightfully 1992 action film isn't it yeah yeah (laughs) very much so it really feels like you could have replaced one of these dudes with seagal it would have been fine (laughs) but see here's the thing man here's the thing it it plays as if a 12 year old wrote it no, it, it does. And, and I think when you know all these things about, like, how big this fucking movie was supposed to be, it's uh-huh. fucking stupid. Like, yeah. it, it's like if somebody were to call this the Citizen Kane of action films, like, okay, well, hold on, dude. Like, you know what I mean? 
If like, you talk about the shit show that happened behind the scenes, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> that was more of a fucking Stanley Kubrick film behind the scenes. Like, yeah. the nightmare these people had to fucking deal with to fucking make this movie. And it, it's it's so funny because it's if, it, if you just tried to make a delightful action buddy cop movie, this is fantastic. <laughs> it's a fucking uh-huh. great, like, buddy cop movie. Like, yeah. I like when I found out later on down the line that it was supposed to be this like oh like this blockbuster dethroning of Batman like yeah so I mean and it probably would have because I don't know if you know who was originally like supposed to be in this movie no I know they had a million and one choices but like the first person they went after was Sylvester Stallone, and he signed on right away yeah. because they promised him, like, all this control and everything. This was at a time when Sylvester Stallone was at the top of his game. We're fresh and, off of Rocky Rambo, man. Yeah, like, like he had... action movie Rockies, action movie Rambos. Yeah, like, he had the most power he had ever had in Hollywood at this point. Yeah. And they also wanted... Arnold Schwarzenegger. So it was going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone as Tango and Cash. A full uh, 20 years before The Expendables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty wild. Which is wild. And like, would have blown 10 year old me's mind away. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah. You like, see, had they gotten Schwarzenegger and Stallone, I would have watched, watched it. People would have watched it just because of that. Yes. Exactly. And uh, they had... So this 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 movie has a freaking all-star cast, man. Like, I'm not even... Mm-hmm. I'm not even... Like, they had everything. It's everything so had it to them. So this movie was produced by um, Peter Gruber, right? Mm-hmm. Who, coincidentally, was also a, a producer on, um, on Batman. Batman. Yeah. Very famous for uh, for that story uh, that uh, <laughs> that Kevin Smith told, you know. No, that one's John Peters. That's the John other Peters. One. Okay, the other Peters. Then, yeah, 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 you're yeah right. it's, it's John, John Peters, Peters and Peter Gruber. John Peters. I'm sorry, yeah. John Peters, former hairstylist to the stars, former uh, uh, former Mr. Barbara Streisand. Yeah, and uh, that's and that's what, how Kevin Smith says it. See, in Hollywood, you just sort of feel upwards. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's true. Like, I mean, really, dude. Like, you start off as a as a hairdresser, and you're fucking producing Batman. Yep. Good for him. Yeah, no you know, more power, more power to him, man. But ah, uh, man, still has so, great hair, though. Do, he he does, doesn't he? John Peters still has amazing hair. I'm like, look at that. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> so this movie was. Uh, it started out being directed by. Oh God, I'm gonna mess this up. Um. Andrei Konchalovsky. Andrei Konchalovsky. Okay. Um, he <laughs> he was a uh, um, he was a, a director back in back in the eighties for a bunch of like like low budget uh, German uh, or Russian Russian uh, action movies, mm-hmm. and this was supposed to be like his big American debut. Um, he wanted the movie to be more of a like a like a dramatic action movie. Yeah, but they kept pushing it to be a, a comedy, comedy, comedy. Sylvester Stallone kept writing the script on the day. Yeah, yeah. So I knew, like, I knew about that. I knew Stallone yeah. had like 
big time creative control, and he just Hulk Hogan all over that shit. Yeah, and Kurt and Kurt Russell, bless his heart, man, he was just happy to be there. Yeah. At the time, he was just doing like a bunch of made-for-TV movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was really riding high off the coattails of uh, like the thing and all the all the yeah. Uh, he he was still a very a very prolific like he was still an action star. Like uh, I was talking about like his his uh, John Carpenter trifecta. Yeah, uh, with Jack Burton from uh, Big Trouble in Little China, yeah. uh, R.J. McCready from The Thing, and my fucking personal favorite, the baddest of asses, Snake Plissken from Escape from New York. Yep. Like, he he's already a proven commodity. He's already a proven action star. Yeah. Like, but there's there's action stars of Sylvester Stallone caliber and action stars of fucking Kurt Russell caliber, and like, whereas yeah. in my opinion, like. I'll take virtually any Kurt Russell movie over a Stallone movie. Like, <laughs> I really will. Like, I, the the only ones that you'd really hard press me on are fucking like uh, First Blood, Rocky, and fucking. Um, I know this is weird, but hear me out. Demolition Man. Like, are you kidding me, dude? Demolition Man is is probably uh, the the second or third best Sylvester Stallone movie. The fact that we are rapidly approaching 2032 and like <laughs> the right wing, the militant, like just right wing is really starting yeah. to feel and be afraid that we are going to become like the future in Demolition Man. You know, you are find one credit for violating the verbal morality yeah. statute. Like, really? Like, it, it just makes me laugh how more, how more and more paranoid people are getting. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Everybody seemed real happy until like Stallone showed up. You know, I say, I say, I say, bring on our 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 insect war overlords. I, I, I for one, one welcome them. <laughs> Don't blame me. I uh, voted for Kodos. So, Patty, uh, what was what what is your uh, your history with this movie? Like, did you watch it as a young child, or or like did did it did it uh, was it a big um, part of your childhood? Honestly, I. I... I shouldn't even give you that much of a big deal because I barely watched it like a year before you. Yeah, <laughs> I just sh- I just showed this to you. Like a yeah, year like well, well. Uh, in your defense, you are younger than I am, so it's yeah. a lot more pathetic in my in my case. There's no excuse. Yeah, she well, was alive for a no whole year when this movie came. I out. was born on '88, so like. I had parents that had these movies and they could have showed them to me and I, I've seen more Rambo and Rocky than I have Tango and Cat. Yeah. She she does though, like I've I've noticed that like her parents were really into nineties action movies. They were. So for some reason, like some movies will just she tunes out. Like she's just like, I'm done. I don't Here, care. Like example, Air Force <laughs> One. Yeah, like Air Force One, she tunes out Air Force One. I fucking I know. It's a great movie. It's just you have no idea how my how much my parents played that movie. Yeah, <laughs> she fell off my plane. Yeah, so like some movies yeah, just make her like embedded in my head. She just tunes <laughs> out. And like I remember at our old apartment, because I have like fucking a thousand DVDs because I'm a psychopath. And like we're going through some of them and she sees Tango and Cash, and she's like, I think I remember like my dad trying to show me this movie, but like I forgot that Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone did a movie together. I'm like, you've never fucking seen Tango and Cash, and she's like, no, and I'm like, sit down. Like, we're done. We're done unpacking shit today. 
now we're gonna watch Tango and Cash. Like we just we're gonna have to watch it right now. Like I'm That's sorry. That's a very slippery slope. I've learned that if you learn if you learn that your significant other hasn't seen a movie and you're like we're gonna sit down and watch it right now, oh, you man. automatically put it on this shelf. Like, yeah. You automatically put it up on this thing where this movie better blow me away in order to change the plans of my entire day. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it, it, and it's so funny because like. It was the same thing like with you earlier, like when we were talking and I was like, did you finally watch it? And you're like, uh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's a movie, Bob, you know, (laughs) like. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll give it credit. I mean, it, it it was in focus. Yeah. Hell yeah, it was. (laughs) But like. It's a great movie. It is. It's a fun movie. But like for it to be this big be all end all action movie that they were like That's plugging supposed to in. Be Batman. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this was fuck you, Batman. Like, I don't think so, dude. Just because you got one of the bad guys from Batman in this movie doesn't mean <laughs> Batman. But what That's a very true, man. That's very true. Freaking the legendary Jack Palance, man. Oh, what a fucking great villain he is in everything. Like, like even when he's not a bad guy, he's a great bad guy. But but the, here's the thing, man. Whenever Jack Palance, uh, whenever I see him in interviews or anything, he doesn't seem like he cares at all for the film that he's promoting. No, like, never. at all. <laughs> it's like, dude, they paid me to do this movie. I don't want to talk about it anymore. But you <laughs> see him on screen. But you see him on screen, and he just chews the scenery like <laughs> without even trying, dude. No, he doesn't. Like he just by over... whispering his lines. He takes over every fucking scene he's in. Literally yeah. every fucking anything he's in, dude. Like fucking, I love City Slickers, but goddamn, like you watch City Slickers because of Curly, like that shit is so like I I love Billy well, he Crystal. He won his Oscar for that. <laughs> yeah, like Billy Crystal and John Lovitz, everybody's so great in that movie, but like Jack Palance playing it straight, like is yeah. just the fucking best thing about it. He's so good at it. The way he talks so much trash to those guys, dude, like it's so funny. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, and even like. Like the prison, like the scene in the jail in Tango and Cash when he just like he's just hanging out in the jail, like, yeah. With Byron James and like just hanging out in the shadows and it's like the the steam from the laundry room quiets down so it can hear him whisper to them, <laughs> just think of me as someone who doesn't like you very much. Like I fucking love his voice, dude. I yeah. fucking love everything about him. Like he can make everything sound sinister. Like he could read a, a menu and you're just afraid something's got poison in it. Like, <laughs> like, I don't oh, like is that the, the one you want, isn't it? I don't like the oh, way he can't. said chicken Caesar with croutons. It makes me feel nervous. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, that's the one you want to go with, huh? Well, good luck with that. <laughs> like, what's wrong? Wait, what's wrong with it? Did you spit in it? <laughs> right? Did you spit acid into it? What's yeah. in this? Like, I don't want it. I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to go home and have a bowl of cereal. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I fucking adore him. Like, he, he's such a great choice for, like, the villain in this movie. Uh-huh. Like, just that dude who hides in the shadows and shit and, like, controls everything from his boardroom. It's fucking really cool. So this is how much of a badass um, Jack Palance is, right? His two henchmen are played oh, yeah. like like his two like immediate henchmen are played by Mark Alimo and James Hong. Yeah. Like in any other movie, they would have been the main bad guys. 
Well, that's the thing is they're they're not even his henchmen. They're like leaders of their own gangs. Yeah. Tango and Cash keep like busting and like taking their money and their drugs. And like Jack Pounce is more of a kingpin behind them. Yeah. Like, which is kind of fucking really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, I like how it's like badass by proxy. Like, no, no, these are your villains. Like, I am just far more fucking villainous than they are. And they did a real good job of it because you never see uh, Tango and Cash meet up with Lopez and and, uh, what was his name in the fucking movie? Quan. Uh, Yeah, Quan. Yeah, Lopez and Quan. You never see Tango and Cash meet up with them. Mm -hmm. So, like, like, they're already those, those bad guys that Tango and Cash can never catch. And then this is the dude who's behind them. Like, they really took an extra step, because you're right. Like, James Hong could have been the bad guy for this movie, like, very easily. Like, it's a very interchangeable bad guy, but the fact that they gave it to Jack Balance mm-hmm. makes it kind of like, oh, that's the shit then, isn't it? Like, <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, I find it funny that we were talking about um, uh, David Arquette earlier, mm-hmm. because his dad comes out in this movie. No shit. His dad, Louis Arquette, he plays... Um, uh, Weiler in this movie. Weiler, and, which one is Weiler? Uh, I think he's one of the one of the other cops. Oh, how wild! Yeah, and I, I I actually found this out while watching uh, the uh, the documentary. Yeah. Uh, he voiced Superfly Jimmy Snuka in yeah, the original the uh, in the uh, <laughs> the Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Yeah, hell yeah! He used to come on right before Rambo. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny, man. There's, I remember there was one day where both of them walked in the house and like neither one of them was wearing shirts. <laughs> like cool, just hanging out yeah. in the White House without a shirt. Yeah, that was that was a that was a thing. That was a, <laughs> that's like their everyday style, you know. Saturday, Saturday morning cartoons were a different creature, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's it's so funny because. Um, like the thing that I, the things that I remember the most are watching, uh, watching the Saturday morning cartoons, and then like when when I was an adult and I realized that there were nothing but thirty minute cartoons for for the toys that I wanted yeah. for Christmas yeah. and my birthday. Hell yeah! Like yep. on one hand, I was like, really? Like there's no emotional attachment, and and then you know, and it went from <laughs> that to to you know what? I have an emotional attachment to that. I don't care what they originally intended for. On the other hand, you can take a look at our giant, giant, giant fucking 30, 40 year old toy collection and understand that it worked. <laughs> like, it totally holy worked. shit, did it work? It totally worked, man. We could like, open a toy store between the two of us, bro. <laughs> like, dude, like especially t- like a, one of those specialty toy stores where you're like, yeah, like I've had this, I've had this for a while. And, uh, I'm going to give it to you for $300 because it's vintage and I like you. <laughs> no shit, dude. And yeah. here we go. Here the toy store begins. <laughs> dude, there's an, there's a, at the indoor flea market, there's a guy who owns like a little toy shop in there. And mm-hmm. like, I, I kid you not, dude, probably like, uh, three fourths of his stuff is not for sale. <laughs> Like it's just I his think, collection, and he's just. I think like, he oh. told me. I, I think he told me that. I I think I sold him my Batman, uh, my Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises uh, figures. Yeah, he probably just, just put them away because that that dude has a big. He's got a worse Batman section than I do. Like I thought, I have a lot of Batman shit. Like this guy's yeah. got Batman. Like if Batman scratches his yeah. ass on the toy, he's got it. And like. <laughs> you know, 
it, it, I, no, I don't you know, know. It's, you know, it's funny, man, because because like I've been a lifelong Batman fan my entire life, and um, I always, I was, I, I was never really a big collector of Batman. Like I could, <laughs> like I got the 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 Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, Batman. I got the, uh, the animated series, Batman, um, the original toy biz one. But yeah. when McFarlane came out with all these different Batmans, I'm like, I gotta have them. Like, yeah. Like all the different Elseworlds, Batman. Yeah. That's the, my fuck. Literally my shelf right now is covered in these fucking things, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, what pisses me off the most is I never got a fucking Tango or cash action figure. Like why you know, did they ever make you know, Tango and cash action figures? Jump on that <laughs> shit. NECA. Well, you know the 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 ones the ones that are probably going to do it are the reaction guys, you know. Yeah, well, because they don't like, look anything like the <laughs> the actual person. Like, just get just get one of the uh, the the uh, showdown showdown a little Tokyo um, um, uh, action figure and and put that along with with one of the many Rambo figures they got. No you shit, know? <laughs> you could do that. You could do that. That'll so, work. so yeah, man. So. Uh, let's see who else we got, man. We got uh, what's his name? Uh, Julia Lewis's father. Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey Lewis. Jeffrey Lewis. I, 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 I she, she didn't know that today. I told her I'm like, that's Julia Lewis's dad, and she's like, what? Yeah. she looks at him and she's like, oh shit, I'm never gonna not see that. Yeah. Fucking. We got a young, a young and very, very gorgeous Terry Hatcher. The playing Sylvester Stallone's sister, which I bet strangely. <laughs> which, which strangely kind of works. Yeah, it does. Kind of works, you know. Like the, I, I can, I can see them as brother and sister. I guess. Yeah, they, they look, they look, they look enough alike. But I, what I, do you I think? like, I think they look, they both look enough alike that they can't play brother and sister. I'm sure that when they were like, she's gonna play your sister, he was like, well, that's bullshit. I wanted to kiss her. Kiss <laughs> <laughs> her. Like, I can already oh, hear it. Like, what the hell's my love interest? Like, no, you're not getting a fucking love interest. You get everything else in this fucking movie. Like, no. They had a, they actually season. had another. They actually had another actress, but uh, she they they fired her and they hired um, on Sylvester Stallone's um, like on his re- uh, you know recommendation. They got Terry Hatcher. So nice. it was his idea. It was his fault. Oh, well, good. <laughs> it was his fault. Got I mean, I feel like he, the more fault. I watch this movie, the more I feel like he got away with a whole lot of shit. Because, I mean, like, I don't know if you ever caught that he's in jail and they're letting him wear a gold chain. Like, he just walks yeah, around with yeah. a gold chain around his neck in jail. Like, bro, I got, I've, I've, I've had to go to jail for a night. They took my shoelaces. <laughs> they do. I'm dead serious. Like, they took my shoelaces. Dude, they wanted to take my socks. And I'm like, what the hell, and, man? I'm like, and also for some reason he had he had like like the a tickle in his stomach to show his ass every single chance he got and to show how much better it was than uh, the Kurt Russell's. Kurt Russell's. Hey, it's a nice ass. <laughs> She's like, hey, let him. But let, then again, let 1989 Sylvester Stallone show his ass, please. But both of them have very nice ass cheeks. Okay, you know, it was well deserved on camera. Thank you very much. You know who had a much nicer ass was Jean Claude, man. Jean Claude had some sweet cheeks. You know, something? you uh, there there is no better ass in cinema than Jean Claude Van Damme. I will agree with you on that one. He'll, he'll tell you that too. I'm sure. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Van Damme would just walk around like going up to the director is like, that's great. 
when are we going to get to the shot of my ass today? <laughs> Just wanting that ass shot. Like, we don't really need an ass shot. This is a movie about a time cop. Like, <laughs> hey, does anybody have a quarter that they can bounce on my ass? <laughs> no. <laughs> the muscles from Brussels. Why wasn't he in Tango and Cash? No. Man, he would have been so good as one of the henchmen, dude. Like, for real, but... But man, He's like there, there's, there's so many. This this would have been a great Expendables movie. Like, yeah, like, this would have been a real fun Expendables movie. Like, um, like one of my favorite characters in this one is um, Robert Zadar. Uh, that's who exactly what I was gonna bring up right now. Yeah, dude, I that's fucking face. <laughs> I I legitimately like mourned when Robert Zadar like passed away. Like Maniac Cop, dude. Like I I adore Robert Zadar. I adore his freakish face. I I loved everything about him, and he's so fucking great in this movie. Like he's such a terrific choice for just like the prison foil. <laughs> like why is he why is he running around with the cops and the dogs? Like shouldn't the dog be like, hey, we should bite him, right? Like <laughs> who are you? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> I guess we just trained for this, guys. Remember, don't bite Robert Zadar. I don't know. <laughs> but it's it's so funny because like um, he he doesn't come across. I mean, he comes across. I mean, he's just a basic, basically like a, like a, like a stupid bad guy, right? Yeah. Like yeah. He, he's got he's got no character to him other than the fact that he's got a big head, right? Yeah. It works. And like though. even his even his introduction, even his introduction, like he's driving the 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 tanker truck, and Sylvester Stallone's just standing there in the middle of the street shooting into the the window, and then they stop, and then they just fly out the they fly out the windshield, dude. And I'm like, and they and they didn't it. die, and they didn't die, yeah. Like, like they stopped on a dime, like right in front of him, like he's Batman saying, "Stop." <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's real. Like, hold, hold on, you slam the brakes on an eighteen wheeler, and <laughs> trust me, as somebody who's been reading a lot about eighteen wheelers these past few months, like you can't do that. You shouldn't it do takes that. A lot, a lot of space I'll say to stop one of those trucks and if you stop it like that it's gonna fuck up your brakes yeah, no it's gonna flip you like <laughs> it's gonna flip you like god forbid you don't have anything in the goddamn trailer you're gonna flip like god yeah. forbid you have something in the in the goddamn trailer the trailer's gonna roll over on you while you flip like, you're, gonna jack, you're gonna jackknife that that yeah. truck, right? Jack, yeah, jackknife is not it's 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 That's not a loose term. term. It's a real thing. Like shit will jackknife, dude. Like those fucking things are dangerous. So like one, the truck didn't jackknife. Two, you flew out the windshield. Three, you managed to roll over and say fuck you. Like after <laughs> flying out the windshield of an eighteen of an eighteen, nothing happened. Like. What? Yeah, we'll take him straight to jail. I'm like, I don't know, Sylvester. He just flew out a fucking windshield. Like, <laughs> you, might, you might want to check up on him. I, I don't think he's okay. <laughs> his adrenaline might not be letting him know that his fucking chest cave is shattered. Like, well, luckily, his face f- broke his fall. <laughs> <laughs> you broke that nose. <laughs> How many? Okay, so yeah, man. So so we we get we get this this action movie starring uh, Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell, and uh, and believe it or not, man, actually, um, 
uh, what's his name? Uh, Barry Sonnenfeld was actually one of the cinematographers in yeah. this movie. Yeah, Barry Sonnenfeld on this one. Yeah, I thought was kind of, and, uh, I, I just saw his name like watching it again. And I was like, oh shit! Yeah. Which he was fired after two days. Really? He was fired after two days because uh, because he didn't like because Sylvester Stallone didn't like the way he was being lit. Wow. So that's why he was fired. Yep. Yeah. See, I I I, I've always sort of like I don't figure Stallone to be a dick. I figure him to know his worth. Like there's a there's a reason that like if he were to do The Expendables four next week and it's going to be on HBO Max, we're all going to watch it. Like yeah. we're all gonna watch the Expendables four. Like we just are. Yeah. And it, it, it's not for lack of nothing, man. I mean, I watched fucking Last Blood. Like yeah. I was like down in. I'm gonna watch it. Like you know, on on one hand, I really want them to make an Expendables four just so that I have an excuse to watch Expendables three. Uh, just don't. Please. Don't. It's <laughs> so bad. It's. Ronda Rousey's in it. You don't need to watch it. And she's not even the worst part about it. It's just the the movie as a whole is. The, I'll tell you what the worst part about that movie is: is PG third and teen. Yeah, like, that was the worst fucking thing they could have done <laughs> in that movie, like, especially after the violence of of fucking part two. And Ronda. Rousey. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, man, because, like, the first one made $300 million at the box office, right? Mm -hmm. The second one made 275 Yeah. Okay? So, what does that tell you? That yeah, tells you that, you know, diminishing returns, you're not going to do any better if you give it a PG-13 rating. Because yeah. the people who are going to see it are getting older. They're not getting younger. Yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. I was like, why would you, like, it's not any young people that are going to see your stupid movie, dude. It's a bunch of us fucking idiots who are still calling ourselves 90s kids. You mean 30-year-old man? Like, sure, <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, yeah, you call ourselves 90s kids, 80s kids all we want. Like, we're in our yeah, fucking 30s crazy. and 40s, man. Like, we're old. Like, my yeah. back just hurt now. Like, <laughs> no reason. It's just you're old. It hurts now. <laughs> Big time, man. Big time. So, uh, so yeah, man, th this... Um... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you one thing, man. Um, I'm not saying that I'm glad that I didn't watch it when I was younger. I'm just going to say that... Uh, watching it now with the mind that I have, uh, this movie was not made for me, for somebody like me. No. This movie was definitely made for um, the the young kids at the time. Oh, yeah. And, and it's and it's the people who watched that movie when they were younger are the ones that really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, too. I, I really enjoyed it, too, but because I am a fan of the genre. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that being yeah. said, I'm I'm uh, um, I, I I'm okay with not watching this movie again. Yeah, and I, I can I, I, I can understand why like somebody to watch it now and because like, the last time we spoke and I was like hyping it up and I watched it again after like hyping you up to see it and I'm like he's not gonna fucking like this <laughs> like <laughs> like I said dude like I'm a very, I'm very much an apologist when it comes to movies dude yeah but you know, the, like, there's I'm a lot to apologize for in this fucking movie <laughs> like, but then again there's a lot to like about it too and yeah, uh what we'll absolutely. do is we'll we'll go ahead and, and get into that in the second hour but for right now what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a real real quick break uh get our get our uh get our gun shoes on our gun boots and uh <laughs> Let's uh let's get to it on the next hour of the Movie Know It All podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. We'll be right back. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGVTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip hop, positive, negative, chemical reaction, rock, 
Send your music to Play My Music at RGVTitanRadio.com. Once more, that's Play My Music at RGVTitanRadio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist, along with cover art. RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. From the depths of the primordial ooze of pop culture, two figures emerge to bring their gift of knowledge and films to the masses. Their only qualifications? They watched a hell of a lot of movies when they were kids. They're not just experts. They're not just fans. They are movie know-it-alls. Join Bob and Will every Wednesday at 5 p.m. as they host the Movie Know-It-All podcast. Only on RGB Titan Radio. We are the 956. Hey, Elliot. I'm just calling you, man, to see if you wanted to go to the show over at Yerb. Let me know, dude. Call me back. Bro, this club is popping off right now, man. I'll send you the location, dude. Get out here. Look, man, I get it. You're social distancing. But come on, man. Let's go to the mall. Let's go have some lunch. Don't be that guy. COVID-19 is serious. Always wash your hands, always wear a mask, and only go out for the essentials. This message is brought to you by RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. for a minute. Not now. I'm busy. Just just a second, please. Seriously. I mean, you're getting a little radical here, aren't you? What's radical? Blowing a man's head off with a fucking hand grenade is a touch much, don't you think? <laughs> you got your way, I got mine. You know, I'm kind of glad you didn't want to talk, Rakeem. Now that, let me just shoot him in the goddamn leg. He'll talk. I don't want the leg. I want the whole package. Maybe he doesn't know anything, okay? I don't really care. What do you mean you don't care? What the fuck is this? You're a cop. Like, I was a cop. But because of this dirtbag and his friends, we're on the run. No, it's payback. That's enough. I mean it. Who's that? Oh, man, I heard about you. Did you? I heard you were a fucking Section 8. I didn't believe all that weird sadistic bullshit I heard you pull, but you are, man. You're for real. If you don't want to get sticky, get back. Jack. Dun, 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 dun. You got it, sicko. She blew it big time, pal. This asshole's out of control, and I can't stop it. But I'm not going down for this tango. I mean it. You're on your own. I'm out of here. Don't forget the right. You are my vote for the Psycho Hall of Fame, asshole. You got it. You really do look like shit in a ponytail. (laughs) (laughs) 
a, a freaking grenade in the dude's mouth. I love that. I want the whole package. <laughs> I fucking that's literally one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Dude. I love like, that. It perfectly it perfectly shows their relationship, right? Yeah, like, I, I think that's nice. why. Like they're they're a couple of fucking dickheads, and it's like. They're great dickheads. They're, they're, the chemistry was really good between them. And I think that was one of the things that I really do like about this movie is, like, the chemistry with Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone is there. It's palpable. Yeah. Like, you can do a lot with it. I think the problem is is that they just sort of, like, didn't know how to write two buddy cops outside of Lethal Weapon. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they kind of, like... And I don't put Sylvester Stallone in a suit and he carries around a 38 snub nose and, and he cares about his family and I don't know, give the other one a mullet. Make him crazy. Yeah, like give you him a mullet and, and, and he, lives, he lives in a trash trash apartment <laughs> and he eats junk food and you know like it's they like the both have to be polar opposites of each other. Right, right. <laughs> and like they, they really do kind of like push that in this movie and like it, it works, though, like, because it's just one of those things where, like, Stallone and Kurt Russell work as buddy cops. Like, yeah. they really, really do. It, it's one of these. This is one of those movies that, like, like, if it came out on, like, you know, Amazon or Hulu or something as just like, you know, a Netflix original sequel, uh -huh. like, in a heartbeat, I'd watch that. Yeah. Like, in a fucking heartbeat. Like, I'm all I would change. I would fucking flip over to that fucking thing right now and watch it. Like, right, so I why, don't, why don't we why don't we get into it? What I'm going to do is I'm going to get this right here. Uh, I'm going to crack, crack open up. Nice. Because that's what you got to do in order to watch this movie. Because, man, this movie is so full of testosterone that I think it, uh, um, you know. Makes you want to drink a six-pack of one soda. Soda. Yeah, this isn't even a real beer. It's just a, it's a, it's a chilada, a Budweiser chilada. <laughs> well, tomato water, huh? <laughs> yep, yep. I'm drinking I'm drinking this uh, pre hangover. So one of one of my friends, I was at a barbecue like years and years and years ago, and this dude brought like uh, a 24 pack of Bud Light. And my friend calls out to her husband at the time, and she's like, babe, he brought water. <laughs> That's funny. I'm like, yeah, gotcha, dude. Like, he brought water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, oh, man, like, like uh, what's his name said? You mean the beer-flavored water, man? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, man, let's dive into this, man. Uh, Turner Hooch, I mean, uh, Tango and Cash. Um, dude, so, so we we get we get two of the and I and I will admit this. This is a great introduction to two of these characters, yeah, right? Yeah. Sylvester Stallone, who is this guy that wears a freaking three piece suit, right? He dresses like a freaking lawyer when he's a, a cop out in the field, right? Mm -hmm. And he shoots, he shoots this trucker headed towards him. And like he's all calm and collected and everything, like he knows it's gonna stop right in front of him. When the uniformed police officers get in his face, like he's so sure of himself that he shoots the freaking tanker, and like all this quote unquote cocaine starts coming out. It looks like sand to me, dude. It looks exactly you know? like sand. Yeah, the the high definition has not been kind of. <laughs> 
But yes or no, dude, like one of the big no-nos. And it's so funny because I remember talking to a uh, um, an actual cop one time and uh, we were talking movies and stuff. Uh, I was I was doing some commercial for somebody and uh we had a, an actual cop he was he was an actual McAllen pd cop and he was a big time movie buff like hardcore dude. like we were talking movies all fucking night dude it was amazing yeah. and um i asked him hey dude so like what's your favorite kind of movies and he's like cop movies because because of those cop movies like tango and cash he said like i wanted to be a cop like i wanted to be like sylvester stallone and uh, I'm like, so so like, let me ask you something, dude. And like I said, I had never seen this movie before, but but I, in every cop movie that I had ever seen, the cop goes up to the to the to the the mountain of cocaine and either sniffs it or licks it and be like, yeah, that's the shit, right? <laughs> Like, like, if you put it on your tongue, you wouldn't be like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. My tongue was definitely cocaine. It's definitely cocaine. <laughs> I don't like to use it. I just like the way it smells. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so. So I asked him, like, like, do do cops actually do that? Like, do they actually, like, you know, taste the merchandise or whatever? And he's like, fuck no, man. You'll freaking die if you do that. <laughs> I remember what that was one of my favorite lines in that movie Showtime with uh, with Robert De Niro and and uh, what's his name Eddie yeah, Murphy. Murphy, yeah. <laughs> and like when when William Shatner is showing him like how to be a cop on TV, like he tastes it, he knows. And Robert De Niro looks over at him and he's like, "Yeah, what if it's cyanide?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> well, you'll probably know that just as quick." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chasing this guy with two freaking uh dents in his chest and um it's all right. 
<laughs> and with a chase through a parking garage, which I got to tell you, I had a blast with. Like, this whole oh, seat so was good. just so much fun, dude. Yeah. And then, like, it, it's so much fun. Um, and then we're, like, right after the other dude. Boom, boom, boom. We're right after that. We're introduced to the wonderful, the great, the all-powerful, the whispery Jack Palance. God, I love him. Who shows up in a smoke-filled room filled with TVs and a white suit, right out of the comic books, dude? Dude, he's like, such he's up. such a comic book villain. Like just watching like Superman on tape and shit, clenching his fists. Like, dude, he's got mice on his desk in a box, dude. <laughs> so I was like, the mice in a box, dude. Like, <laughs> he's so delightfully villain, dude. Like, it's not a cat; it's a mouse. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> And he and like, like just like every other villain in every movie ever, he's like, Tango and Cash, the son of a bitch, you know, wants to come in and move in on my part, you know, like just, just like the exact same millions, millions exact, of dollars. It's like it's like uh, it's like he jumped straight from uh, like he's the same character. He's Grissom in another. He's Grissom from Batman, yeah, yeah. Dude. You know, like he's real boss Grissom in this one. His fate isn't too different either. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I would think that that because um, this movie came out in 1989, I would think that he jumped right from from Batman to this one. It feels like he literally yeah. did. Like he's he's really like there. There's no stretch of imagination. He's basically Boss Grissom. <laughs> yeah. But he's he's very much yeah he's very much like the like the head of the uh, the the crime syndicates uh, in in this city and apparently Tangle and Cash are the only ones the only cops capable of uh, bringing down his empire like they're the only ones putting any dent right because there there are no other cops in the city other than Tango and Cash like apparently. none. You know, one one plays by the rules, the other one breaks them, right? One is be all, the other is end all. Yeah. <laughs> that's, hey, that's the name of my fist. Be all. <laughs> that's a good one, dude. So, be all and end all. Yeah. Want to talk in the microphone? I have a backup <laughs> mic right here. <laughs> and don't like no feedback. <laughs> so, so what's his plan, dude? What's his plan? Uh, another great Batman villain plan. Don't to, shit. Uh, <laughs> to frame them for a murder that they did not commit. You mean okay. frame them? <laughs> so he gets them to show up to uh, to a crime scene. Tango and Cash, like they already know each other and they don't like each other at all. Yeah. But I, I, I would like to, I want to say that they kind of respect each other uh, nice. enough. Like, I, I don't know. They seem to, like, completely dislike each other in the beginning. Yeah. Like, I don't think they like each other at all until the prison breakout. Like, yeah. like, up until then, it doesn't seem like they like each other at all. Like, yeah. it's still pretty funny. Like, even the way they, like, the banter is good. The, I hear you're the second best cop in L.A. Like, that's funny. I hear the same thing about you. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's clever, man. Like, the, the, the banter is just so good, man. I'm sorry, because we, we, we tend to leave the movie playing while we're watching the podcast and I'm just like like Kurt Russell's hair dude and it's, it's funny so because great. because that's exactly the way Sylvester Stallone's hair looked about two weeks before he started filming this movie yeah yeah like <laughs> chopped off all his hair before he started doing yeah. this one I think he had just done Rambo 3 yeah uh, he, he's before just this off one. the heels of, yeah he's just off the heels of Rambo 3 when he did Tango and Cash because he had because he had that hair 
Yeah. When he was, <laughs> and uh, then right after this one, he jumped from this movie to uh, uh, Rocky Five, I think. And it's a powerhouse ten. <laughs> <Sparks>. So <laughs> <laughs> he did. Like, Rocky Five came out in 1990. Yeah. Like, so yeah, man, I'm I'm watching the scene where uh, where they're going to the uh, um, uh, where where they're being set up. Mm-hmm. And man, like these two personalities could not be any different. Sylvester yeah. Stallone is wearing like a suit and tie, and like you said, carrying that snub nose revolver, and and Kurt Russell is carrying this like it's a, gigantic a forty-five with angle. a it's a forty-five with a fucking scope on with it with a laser like, scope, dude, with a laser scope that's bigger than the gun, like, <laughs> and he's wearing like this cut-off T-shirt with his hair all out, like with no. Like, apparently that was the only uh, bulletproof vest that he owned because he doesn't wear another one for the rest <laughs> for of the, the movie. whole movie, dude. Like <laughs> he, he just wore, you're just wearing one at the house and shit. Yeah. Like, goddamn, <laughs> so it's silly, dude. So they 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 go and they get they get framed for this murder, and they get sent to this. Um, what was supposed to be like a minimum security prison, yeah. But they get sent to like freaking Gattaca, the prison of the future, <laughs> like, like and where where they're the in this. Walls are on fire. <laughs> like the worst of the worst prison, dude. Right. <laughs> Trash being thrown everywhere. They're walking through a hallway. Walls are on fire. Like spigots are going off. Like nobody yeah. cares. <laughs> but there's a prison riot going on as like, the security they're... guards are taking them to their to their cells. It's you know? so ridiculous, dude. Like it it cracks me up though because there's so much of like just that. That weird homoeroticism we got in a lot of 80s action movies. Yeah. Like, they they really kind of, like, they play with that scene right before the prison, like, when they are when they have to shower together. Yeah. And, like, when he, when he reaches for the soap and Stallone, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, oh, don't flatter yourself, peewee. Like, yeah, there's a lot of that, like, a lot of homoerotic shit. Yeah, and and the fact the fact that they're both just walking around naked or naked with each other, like yeah, you could like kind of cut the sexual tension with a knife, dude. Dude, it's okay. Real. I can like, handle more nakedness in this movie. Don't worry, Cash. Someday the other one will drop. Like, goddamn, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 so like. <laughs> Oh, Sakalo, can't get it out, huh? Eh? <laughs> got it. Got it. Got Sorry, it. man. It's a quarantine and these cigarettes taste funny. <laughs> that was a very stale mushroom. <laughs> but, um... So, so I want to I want to talk about their their um, their uh, uh, I guess their cellmates. Um, Oh God! That's Kurt God. Russell's cellmate is played by Andre Rose Brown, yep. who is this gigantic, gigantic, big, like black guy, who is like he always played. He came out in like a million movies and yeah. TV shows, and he was always the bouncer. Yeah, yeah. Or body he, he always played like a sensitive, like giant dude, like who just turned yeah. out to be a big like softy in the end, yeah. like. He, he was, was always so, that 
And what's so funny is that the reason why he was cast so much is because every single person that he worked with fell in love with him. I believe it. And he like, he, dude. yeah, because that's the thing. Like, I mean, he always plays these intimidating, like, you know, evil guys or whatever. But when you look at him, like, he, he just doesn't look like an like a bad person. Yeah. Like, he just looks like one of those guys that'll, like, you know, he, he'll ask you if you're having a good day. And if you say you're having a bad day, he'll just grab your face, push it to his chest, rub your hair, and be like, it'll be okay, friend, you know? His, his, <laughs> my, my favorite role he ever did is in Class Act when he's the the cop on, on duty in the jail cell. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and when, like, fucking kids looking at him and he goes, man, that burger sure does look good. Tastes good, too, punk. <laughs> <laughs> I've, dude, I've been using that on little children my whole life. Whenever, like, some little kid's like, like, what is that? It looks good. I'm like, tastes good, too. <laughs> tastes good, too, Paul. Didn't he play the, uh, the, um, didn't he play the frog guy in, in Freaked? I don't I know. think he did. I don't think I don't he think did. I think it was him. I don't think that was him. Uh, the more I think about it, no, I don't think that was him. You know, it's so funny you mentioned that movie. I was thinking about it, like, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, like that movie just jumped in my head yesterday. But yeah, but, man, he he was a uh, he was a very very much loved uh, guy, and he always played the bad guys, and he was a very funny dude, man. He's um, so so good in this role too, because he just has like the one line and shit. The, yeah, that's my forever. I see. <laughs> where am I supposed to take a piss? I don't care. Just not there. <laughs> Listen, pal. Let's get one thing straight. And he just stands up. <laughs> that is yours. <laughs> Like Kurt Russell, Russell has Russell the comedic so timing funny. of a freaking genius, dude. Like he really does, dude. His comedic <laughs> timing is fucking fantastic, man. Yeah. Like the dude's and, a fucking great actor. And of course, man, we can't we can't leave the scene without mentioning the always great and always good to see Mr. Clint Howard. Clint fucking Howard, dude. Like yeah. I always get, I always there's always like I was telling Patty earlier, I was like, that's a dude who understood very early on in life that he was ugly and he was going to use that. Like, he always played the weird guys um, very, very effectively, though. Like, Yeah, he, dude. He always plays the, 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 the weirdos, the outsiders, the crazies. Um, uh, I, I think... Gamer, I, like... Like, I, I remember, I remember uh, one of my favorite... One of my favorite... Uh, parts that, that it's like a very very small part mm-hmm. but for some reason it always makes me laugh because the way he says his lines is so sincere and without irony was when he came out in in uh um Austin Powers and he played the 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 oh god the control the, guy the control dude yeah oh yeah He's like, it appears to be in the shape of a big boy, sir. He's like, oh my god, he's back. Well, in many ways, big boy never left. He's always offered high-quality food at competitive prices. <laughs> I he's fucking, so good. I adore him, and I adore him in everything, dude. I love that fucking horrible horror movie, Ice Cream Man. Like, I loved him in Carnosaur Two. Yeah, yes. I've seen Carnosaur Two and One. I don't care. I like the Carnosaur movies. Yeah. Um, I still to this day one of my favorite spots he ever did was in Little Nicky. Was <laughs> yeah. The guy burning himself with a candle wax. Yeah. Like, did you want to come in? Like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, nipples. 
And of course, one one of, one of my favorite, all, one of my all time favorite movies. I think this is the first time I ever saw him in anything. Oh, excuse me, was the Wraith. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember that movie? Hell yeah, man. Char- Charlie the Sheen. <laughs> yeah, dude. dude, what a fun. Uh, Clint movie. Howard has over two hundred and fifty credits on IMDb, dude. Yeah, dude, it's ridiculous. He's and and he's he's always welcome. He's always welcome on whatever set he shows up to. Like he's he he's always he's always a boon for any movie that gets him. Yeah, hell yeah! Like it's always one of those things where like when you see him, like he's very much he is like one of the definitive that guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, only jackasses like us know that his name's fucking Clint Howard or he's Ron Howard's brother and shit like that. But like, but that's the thing. Like he's not. He's he he never he never used. I mean, of course he's come out in a couple of uh, of uh, Ron Howard movies or whatever. Yeah, but because he's actually a really good actor. Clint Howard's a really good actor. You just like, yeah, he's a legit, he's a legit good actor. He just has that face that just screams like weirdo or creep. Do you know what his first acting role was? No. His very first acting role was actually on an episode of Star Trek back in the 60s. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. I think he was like 10 years old. Wow. I didn't know that. That's pretty wild. He he played the, uh, I think it was a bad guy in one of the episodes. Right on. He was was 10 years old. Yeah. That's fucking cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Like That's genuinely cool. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, we were talking about, <laughs> we're talking about, um, the, uh, uh, the prison scene where Jack yeah. Allen shows up and in what world does this happen where uh, this one. <laughs> the, the so corrupt that the main bad guy can just show up to like, just shows up in a prison in the middle of the night, like, and doesn't kill tango and cash yeah no shit i was like i don't know man seems a bit silly like you've you've got him cornered like why are you gonna string him up and all this shit just like have him get prison stomped fubar if you will fubar oh that's another thing dude that's another thing thank you for bringing that up dude so so they keep saying fubar in this (laughs) movie right yeah. And the first time I ever heard it, because I had never seen this movie before, like like I told you, I'd never seen this movie before. So the first time that I ever saw, heard of Fubar was in Saving Private Ryan back in 1998. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like, what was this? Was this like a like a like a big <laughs> thing, or 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 was I just behind the times when I first heard it in 1998? I don't know, man. You might have been behind the times because like I've i this is where I heard Fubar for the first time was in this movie. Like I've always known what Fubar meant, but um, like. Like I, ha- I have no idea if it's like an industry term or if like who knows maybe they really did like say it in the military back in the day. Like I have, I have no clue. But like I've, it's been one of those things that I've, I've, I've always associated with this movie. <laughs> okay. I've always associated Fubar with Tango and Cash. That's the first time I ever heard it. Like fucked up beyond all recognition. Like yeah, or beyond all repair. Like. <laughs> I know some people say beyond all repair, but like this one, like Tango and Cash is fucked up beyond all recognition. I, I like I like uh, the fucked up beyond all reason. I think yeah. that makes no sense. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> fucked up beyond all reason. Yeah. yeah, that makes this movie a little foobar because this movie like completely like loses reason at some point. Like, yeah, but I gotta tell you, man, despite the fact that that this plot makes absolutely no freaking sense whatsoever, it's so uh, at, at least at least to to a you know to a a, a legit mind. Yeah. Myself, I guess. <laughs> this movie is hella fun, dude. Yeah, like this scene, 
this scene where they're fighting all the guys mm-hmm. and they have them like like hanging over over the the things of water mm-hmm. and they're gonna like electrocute the water and shit yeah like i don't know man like it it, it kept my attention uh and just just hearing just hearing uh what's his name's weird brian james weird like accent you fucking wanker cockney british accent dude (laughs) like it's it's just it's so off-putting it it feels like he was making fun of somebody that stallone had met and stallone's like he's funny give him a role give him a bigger role Hey. Originally, they he had been cast as like just no named uh, henchman. Yeah, and um, he didn't have any lines. Yeah, but the, like the one line that he did have, he said it in a Cockney accent, mm. and Sylvester Stallone chuckled. So because of that, I really they wasn't added, too far off. I guess <laughs> <laughs> they added all these scenes with him, which is 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 a good thing because Brian James is is a big time name in his in his own right. You know, yeah, like, hell yeah. he deserves he deserves to have uh, a lot of lines in a movie like this yeah. because let's face it, like. He, uh, he had a he had a pretty big big career before this. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, just to have just to have like no lines in, in a movie, a big movie like Tango and Cash was was just a crime. So yeah, it really is. They fixed that real quick. And know? it's it's a good thing because like I love the character Rakeen. Like I I think it's a fucking like he's so the Cockney accent is so bad. It's so but, bad, dude. But, but like I, I I like it. Like it really does feel like I don't know for me, it really does feel like fucking like Jack Palance hired him and he was like, he does that all the time. He's from Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so good at he's so good at killing people, I just I, I don't say anything. Like I just let him do it. Like, <laughs> it's an inconvenient quirk that I have learned to look past. Yeah, pretty much, dude. Like <laughs> I'll cut your bloody throat. <laughs> So he's basically he's basically the penguin from uh, from Arkham Arkham Asylum from the Arkham video games, yeah, dude. Like, like, but the penguin sounds like he's really from there, and like Rakeen sounds like he's making fun of somebody from there. (laughs) It's funny. Wait, are you telling me that he was born and raised in Gotham City? Yeah. Then where did he get that accent? Uh, He spent a couple of semesters. He spent a couple of semesters over there abroad. There, there's like, there's this movie that I saw a long time ago called Undocumented, and there's this scene where there's this guy with a British accent. And he's like, "Hey man, where are you from?" And he's like, "I'm from Austin, actually." And he's like, <laughs> "Wait, how long were you over in Great Britain?" It's a, a better part of a year. And he's like, "Right on." How do you say "suck my cock" with a British accent? <laughs> Like, it's so fucking funny, dude. I'm glad I've never met any of those people. I couldn't handle it. Where the hell are you from, anyway? The Upper West Side? <laughs> the Upper West Side? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. Moments. Oh, shit. I think that's such a great joke. Like, that's a, that's such a great humorous moment when we're like, 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 why, why are you speaking with that accent? You know, like, you don't know you're from there. Like, oh, I spent a couple semesters over there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> It's, what happened it's, to your accent? Oh, I lost it on the plane. <laughs> yeah. I lost it on the plane. Oh, shit, dude. Uh, I just saw that fucking uh, John Peters also produced this movie. Yeah, this, yeah. It, this is a Peters Gruber production. 
Yeah. Like, I didn't know that they both produced it. Like, so they produced this one, like, right after. That's why they thought they were going <laughs> to. Okay. I'm His real name is Peter Simon Gruber. Uh, see, <laughs> that's something we should talk about more often. Really good yeah. part threes, the better part threes in, in cinema. Yeah. Oh, and there, there, are, there are plenty of those, man. Like the, like the Ninja Turtles. We'll go ahead and leave that one and Godfather 3 off the list. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. We can't do that for Patty's sake, man. I need to hear somebody defend Ninja Turtles 3. Me? Talk to her all day. All night. <laughs> she will defend fucking... I will defend it beyond all reason. <laughs> I, 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 I'll, defend, I'll defend some fucked up movies, but like, goddamn. Like, like Wishmaster. Man, you need to stop taking your aggressions out on Wishmaster. It's well, not my fault. That's a cool movie. It it's a great movie. movie that it is. It's not. Say that again. There's gonna be a beating on this podcast. What's that other movie that you like? I, that, that weird one that just it just went from it. it it's a, we'll talk about. That. Man, you are you're gonna get foobard. Like gosh, <laughs> <back. laughs> you know what? You know what I picture? I picture a fight between you and Patty. Is uh, uh, did you ever see that scene in uh, Naked Gun? Where like he goes, the, the the chief goes to beat up that guy, and like you just see everybody reacting, and then you oh. see the chief on the floor, and the guy's just like this, like with his fists up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, man. I I say I'm gonna do something, but she scares me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So, so we we uh uh, for some reason that fight that they're that they're in and and they're they're being strung up over over the vats of water about to be electrocuted possibly executed and then the assistant warden who just so happens to be kurt russell's best friend shows up and like that stops them and everybody runs away and like everything's okay right and he's like yeah you guys need to escape (laughs) yeah the the assistant warden just think of that yeah. No shit, right? Like, well, gee, and I'll start digging. <laughs> like, is that how? Is that how you? Is that how you avoid falling out of like dying when you fall out of a plane? You just aim for the ground and miss. <laughs> <laughs> just break out. It's not flying. It's falling with style. <laughs> yeah, just break out. That's all you got to do. Like, well, gee, why did? That's a horse of a different color. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So okay, so this whole sequence, them at the uh, uh, at the uh, um, the the prison, it reminds me of another Stallone movie called Escape Plan. Have you ever seen that movie? I've never watched Escape Plan. I, I was meaning to check it out. I hear it's like fine, like I dumb but harmless. I it on Prime. I want to say I want to say that it is le- the first legit movie starring. Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. because not only do they do the whole movie together mm-hmm. but they actually have a fight scene together and they fight each other nice and I gotta tell you man uh, Escape Plan is right up there top five Stallone movies for me really no bullshit it is really out. really good and I want to say that he got the idea for that movie from from this one, because oh, but this is it better than Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, dude. Nothing's better than Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, dude. Come <laughs> on, dude. come on, dude. Estelle Getty playing a, a woman who is just a hair taller than Sylvester Stallone playing we're his not, mom. We're not reviewing this one. We're not going to review it. Move on. Let's just just move on. Because <laughs> if we're going to review man, it, that means you, I have to watch it. I'm not doing that. You have planted the I seed in my brain, my friend. 
<laughs> you have planted the seed in my brain and our listeners' brains. Who's Estelle Getty? Never heard of her. That's an old reality. Like, we're in a displaced <laughs> one. Move on. <laughs> you shut your cake hole, Yoko. Anyway. So, so they, they, there's this phenomenal escape scene. I love this scene, dude. Like, this scene is so... It, it's, it's such a lethal weapon scene. Yeah. Like, this whole, this whole Hardcore. Court, dude, of them escaping. The rain coming down. Like, them going through the dirt and the, the freaking, like, just just uh, uh, um, rust-covered uh, uh, bowels of the prison and everything. And then... <laughs> They they go they go down uh, uh, these these electric power lines with their belts, and uh, when Sylvester Stallone lands, Kurt Russell goes like, "What took you so long? Did you stop for a coffee or Danish? I hate Danish." Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny I, because at that point he had just divorced Brigitte Nielsen, who's a Danish supermodel. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, it's a, I I guess I can understand, but uh, <laughs> no, dude, like. I, I remember watching this, um, I want to say it was a YouTube video, I'm not entirely too sure, where some guy, like, uh, kind of uh, takes on the the use of electricity in Tango and Cash. Cause they, yeah, they kind of play, they, like, quick and loose with this whole whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, like, from pri- like the second they get into prison, like, electricity is a very big part. until they get out like they literally have to ride a fucking electric wire to get out and like it's so silly and I remember like they were talking about the scene where like they're electrocuting them with the chains on their feet and he and the guy's like if those shoes aren't rubber like they're dead like they died pretty quickly too like it didn't take too much and then they were talking about this scene with Robert Zadar yeah. And when he catches the wires on the on the bolts, yeah. and like when they're walking in between it, he was like, "I don't know if you ever put your arm through it. There's still electricity going through you. Like you're gonna feel it moving through there. Like yeah. at the very least, your hair would be standing up." Yeah. And then like when he watches the scene where he grabs it, he goes, "Have you guys ever seen a human cannonball before? <laughs> like, like my man would have popped a few feet off the air, dude. Like." Yeah. And apparently the only part they legitimately got right was the power line with the belt. Yeah. Like when he when they're like if, as long as your feet aren't touching the ground, you're actually fine. Like yeah, the, gra- the electricity goes through you, but it doesn't it doesn't like go through you. Like it just yeah. like, you know, like once there's not anything. a once there's not a stopping point, you're not a conduit anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, how interesting. Like that's the that's the one part they got right. Like when he's like Kurt Russell's absolutely right. He's like, "You don't know anything about electricity, do you? As long <laughs> as your feet aren't touching the ground when you're touching the wire, you're fine." Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh. <laughs> like, I love that. I love that. He's not sure about it, you know. Yeah, like, right? <laughs> and so, the dude's like, "Right. He's actually right." <laughs> So, uh, so they just escape prison, right? Yeah. And what's the, what's the first thing that he does that Kurt Russell does after goes he gets to, out? Goes to he goes to the police station. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot he went to the police station. He goes to the police station. No one will be looking for me there. That's the perfect crime. Ah. <laughs> uh, he goes to the police station, and he meets up with his buddy, um, who. I, I guess he's like a he's like a Q 
like a like a like he makes gadgets oh, and stuff. No, no, the, he that dude. Oh yeah, no, he is. Yeah, he's he works for the police station. That's right. Yeah, yeah he's like their microchip and shit. Yeah, like, no, microchip. Yeah. So he, he just I, builds Punisher weapons for the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Like and 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 it's so like, ridiculous. Like he apparently he's the one that made the the shotgun boots. Yeah. And boot. and like they have they 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 have this. Oh look, oh, we 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 have this new thing for uh for elderly and and the senior you know, citizen protection. Senior citizens, yeah. And it's this little like like the fakest looking stuffed dog that you've ever seen in your freaking life, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know what's fucked up is like somebody set a booby trap of that thing. Somebody made one. Like really? The, the, yeah, that barks and if you open the door, like some dude opened the door and he got shot in the chest and died. Like <laughs> there's a reason why, like, it's so fucking weird. I was telling Patty about this before we started the podcast too. Like, you're you can't booby trap your house. Like, I think that's so silly. Like you can't it, booby trap your house. No, like you can't, you cannot set up a booby trap if you're going to leave somewhere. Like, cause then there's no immediate danger to anybody in the house. That's true. Like, so if there's no immediate danger. Then somebody shouldn't have to die because of that. That's but a like, very slippery slope in my opinion. Like, it is it's, dude. It's because, it's, because you have the castle law, which yeah. means that you can protect yourself and your property mm-hmm. with using deadly force. If, if you feel the need, you know, as long as, long as you're there. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I don't know, man. Seems a little silly to me. But, like, yeah, one of the reasons that those laws changed is because somebody made a fucking stuffed dog that fired a gun. <laughs> like, if you, if you move past the motion sensor, it fired and it killed some dude. Like, oh imagine if it did actually what it did on the movie. It just, like, its head explodes. The head just explodes. There's, <laughs> like, a blossom barrel. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, and it's so funny because, like, at this point, like, this is where the movie really turns into, like, a cartoon, you oh, know, because, because uh, they, they, they kind of, they kind of go through the motions of, of, of lo- looking through all the, uh, uh, the witnesses that, that testified against them. Yeah. Inc- including, uh, including one, um. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Jeter, who plays Skinner, the guy who the the audio guy. Oh, the audio guy, that fucking yeah. Bob Balaban looking worm, like dude, that dude's a worm and everything. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, like he is one of my all time favorite actors, Michael Jeter, and it freaking broke my heart when I heard that he passed away. Yeah, like, yeah, it freaking like it, it's one of the it was one of those uh, like there are certain celebrities that like just like uh, like attach attach themselves to you to you and your your memories yeah. and your, oh yeah you know whatever but like for some reason like this guy wasn't in any any anything that i did growing up but like every time i saw him in a movie like i just like gravitated myself towards him yeah and like when i saw him in this movie like it just made my heart warm like it warmed my heart you know watching this guy mm-hmm. and uh i don't know man like like he, he's just one of those actors for me he could have been, and he huh? plays the uh, he plays um, what do you call it? Uh, like an audio guy. 
Yeah. Like this, this little bookish audio guy, right? Who 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 basically made made the uh, the the evidence for for them basically for the proving prosecutors. Yeah. Yeah. Basically proving their their uh, their guilt. And like, I, I really love that scene. He's like, well, you're never going to get any work done working with crappy equipment like this. Like, what are you talking about? This stuff is state of the art. Boom. <laughs> See? Crap. <laughs> you know? And like, he, he just plays the same guys in every one of his movies, except for uh, except for Jurassic Park 3. He kind of played a badass in that movie, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot he was in Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. But uh, he, like I said, he always does play that weird little wormish dude. Yeah, and like, and, and you're right though, because this 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 whole like the third act, the second. Well, I don't know. I guess this would be the beginning of the third act. Yeah. It does turn into very much a fucking cartoon, like so much so that Kurt Russell even like Bugs Bunny cross dresses, like in order to avoid yeah. getting shot. Like, which which was um, John Peters' uh, idea. Oh, I thought it was Kurt Russell's idea. I no, it was, it was John idea. Peters' idea. It was John Peter's idea, and and when when they asked Kurt Russell to do it, um, and, and I quote like like this like this is recorded. Apparently, Kurt Russell said, "You know, if I'm gonna embarrass, I've embarrassed myself on film plenty of times. This is the first time I do it on purpose." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like nice. that. Yeah. First time I, I'll tell you what, though, man, he's got a killer set of legs. Right? He does. Doesn't he? Good. Right? I'm like, hey, shit, good for him. He's got some nice legs. And I gotta I tell know. you, dude, looks, you know what? He looks good as a woman. If it wasn't for his, for him having such a strong jaw, he'd yeah. make a very, very attractive woman. I'll just, I'll just. I fucking, <laughs> I fucking love that scene. Any chance of a three-way? Like they flick their cigarettes <laughs> at him. Like, I like how they nail, they both nail him at the same right in the time. fucking face too. Like yeah. that shot is perfect, dude. It's such yeah. a fucking hilarious shot. So is Terry Hatcher like? like a stripper or is she just a dancer because i thought this was a strip club i did too it's but a like go-go. It's i guess a go-go it's, dancer. yeah like one of those go-go performances and shit or like a burlesque show maybe yeah like but, different but like type she, of burlesque show she comes out and like she's just dancing and then all of a sudden like the sheila e type drum kick comes out and she it's starts really like bad. banging the drum and stuff <laughs> like, i was like man honey boy. you're very off off rhythm yeah i was like do you have to like add the sound effect for us like we didn't need it like i can see it that she doesn't know what she's doing like <laughs> no idea what she's doing and they don't even they don't even try to hide it either yeah no, they, they accentuate it i feel yeah like, like they, a- there's, a, there's a dedicated camera angle to her hitting the drums yeah because <laughs> Off tempo. And let me <laughs> ask you guys this question: Were you looking at her or the drum sets? Yeah, no, that's something I I, I noticed as an adult. Mm-hmm. As a child, I was like, yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I was just. Uh, I mean, I mean, I've always been infatuated with Terry Hatcher, dude. Like, like she's beautiful, she, man. Her she eyes is. are like her eyes. Mem- like even to even to this day, dude. Like mm-hmm. she still like mesmerizes me with her eyes, you know. But yeah, man, the the whole scene with because. Because they kind of make it seem like he's going to go out in the leather jacket and the helmet. Yeah. And then when they take the helmet off, it's Terry Hatcher. And then they go and they do this slow crawl up uh, Kurt Russell's legs. The saxophone music. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love that scene, dude. It's so fucking (laughs) geeky. 
<laughs> oh my god, dude! And and it's and and I would say that he's kind of big for a woman, but but uh, Kurt Russell's only five foot ten, so I I, th- I think he could pull it off. Well, I I think in the heels, he's literally shorter than Brigitte Nielsen. Well, everybody's shorter than Brigitte Nielsen, dude. <laughs> yeah, but Stallone was fine with that. Yeah. He liked it. Well, he likes he likes how he's he's got one of those fetishes where like he likes large women. <laughs> I don't I don't blame him though. Yeah. That's a whole other that's a whole other podcast though. Well, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so what would you do? Let, let, let's say let's say that you that you had a uh, a sister or you know, like would you want them dating somebody like? like uh, Kurt Russell's character I don't like my friends dating cops <laughs> I, don't, I don't like cops I don't trust them like I'm far too fucking nefarious and like I I, 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 I talk too much to be friends with fucking cops like no uh, like I am, I'm I'm not cool with that I have a friend who like like she wanted to fucking marry a cop and I'm like well that's cool like don't bring him to my house I'll go chill out at your house <laughs> like I'm not he can't come to mind like sorry I <laughs> I just picture you like you're not proposing are you <laughs> yeah that's about, a... you know <laughs> yeah like you don't want to do that do you like a cop like what happens if like you know he shoots somebody <laughs> like, well, no, if history is any indication nothing but like yeah no, they'll, they'll be fine I, I I don't know, man. Like cops make me itchy. Like I, I I've met some really good ones. I I have friends who are are in law enforcement and like, yeah. but they're not invited to my house either. Like <laughs> a lot of them don't like my opinions on certain things and they don't like talking to me anymore. I'm fine with that. Like I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. All the all the cops that I've personally known um, have partaken in the things that are quote unquote illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Like they won't. They won't. uh, If they do that, if they do that, then they'll be telling on themselves as well. (laughs) I, bro, I, I met. I remember meeting uh, a cop in Edinburgh. Like he wasn't for. Like he wasn't with Edinburgh PD. I'm not even gonna say what PD he was from. Uh, But yeah, dude, he saw me and and my ex girlfriend. We were walking to a convenience store, and he just invited us to come to like snort coke with him. And I'm like, oh. You don't know. Oh, that. that that is a that is a trap. <laughs> like real real workaholics like, oh shit, real drugs. Nah. <laughs> I'm not that kind of like, like no man, like I say no to those still. Like that's some scary shit. Like, those are drugs. <laughs> like, oh, you're talking about stuff that'll stop your heart from being nah. <laughs> like uh, you got any psychedelics? Like Oh man, that shit scares me. <laughs> yeah, same. That's why I'm like, bro, I don't like beer. <laughs> like, I'm good. Like, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about this last part of the movie real quick. Um so they they find out where Jack Palance is hiding and they go they go back to the uh the, the micro trip guy <laughs> to to stock up on uh supplies and weapons. <laughs> and they come across the ugliest, like most disgusting looking super van. That is an RV from hell. <laughs> it yeah. looks like it was designed there, but like, <laughs> like ugly fucking car, dude. Like it looks like it looks like a, a, a Tesla balloon. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of does. Like it, it's a very uh, odd choice for a Tango and Cashmobile. 
Yeah, I mean, it's fully armored, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's got the machine guns on the side. Like, th- this, is, this is the kind of vehicle that would show up on one of those 80s TV shows like Knight Rider and Airwolf. Yeah. God. Very so, like, it's very Airwolf. <laughs> so like what like what at what point do do like do, do does the cops come by this guy and say look dude we need some real weapons dude you know that's like, what my that's what the fucking taxpayer dollars are going to yeah right <laughs> like dude defund the police yeah. <laughs> like please look at this shit and like I mean. I'll give it to you if, you know, one of the local villains in the Austin area or the the Rio Grande Valley area happens to have a fleet of bad guys that drive monster trucks on his yard. Machine guns and and, and deadly construction vehicles that could double as Decepticons. Then you absolutely should have a tank, sure. But, like, on the off chance that Jack Palance and his monster truck fleet of villains don't live anywhere in your area, maybe, you know, this isn't necessary. (laughs) (laughs) I remember just, when I was a kid, I was like, bro, my man has got monster trucks. Like some villains have some cool shit, but Jack Balance has monster trucks. Dude, monster trucks, construction vehicles, like, like freaking mines all over, set up all over the place. Like this chase scene that 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 they're going through with 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 that super van and and all the all the vehicles and everything. Dude, it's like it's like Mad Max in a quarry. It dude, you know? it's so fucking Mad Max. It's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous how road warrior this is and jack pounds just watching it like doing his best impression of like child me at home just yeah 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 just Just watching these things blow up it's it's so crazy it's so crazy all the 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 action in the scene is okay it's ridiculous it's stupid but it's so well done, dude. Oh, like God, yeah. the audacity <laughs> that this movie puts you through is <laughs> top freaking notch, dude. Everybody was like, this is the stupidest shit I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. I God. can't believe they put this on a piece of paper for us to shoot. But God damn it, I'm going to do my best we're, to make sure that this happens. Shoot it. Like, we're going to do it, man. <laughs> you know? You want a fucking monster truck fight, asshole? I'll give you a fucking monster truck fight. Like, <laughs> and you know? God damn if they didn't do it. Like, and I just picture, I just picture like like them them pre-resing this whole thing, and like just planning it out, and they make like a full, uh, like like a like a quarter scale model of the entire thing, and they have their little Hot Wheels cars, just like going, okay, then they're gonna go like this, and then the the, the monster truck's gonna come over here with the machine guns, and there's gonna be explosions, and like especially after hearing like John Peters stories and you go and you watch like interviews with John Peters like my god like you know this was fueled by psychosis and cocaine like <laughs> this is a this is a ripped line of cocaine yeah. this entire scene like you have got to be on something that is firing your endorphins at a hundred miles an hour to fucking go we need something fucking bigger than tractors mm-hmm. I, this guy needs to have fucking monster trucks like the only thing missing is a giant spider. 
yeah, you don't have this kind of idea logically. Like you don't you don't have this idea for an action movie by just sitting down and thinking. Like yeah. this is fueled by drugs. Like it's ridiculous, <laughs> dude. Like it is absurd. The amount just... of fucking explosions and just like Michael Bay masturbatory fantasy this fucking third act is. Like <laughs> like I I, I love the, the part where the two giant um I guess they're articulated dump trucks are crushing like crushing the, the, the Superman okay. in between yeah. them. Yeah, and as they're driving, there's just like for no reason these giant explosions behind them. Yeah, dude, I'm like, why is who's blowing? Why? Yeah, where's all this fire coming from, dude? <laughs> like, bro, every time I watch this movie, I just want to laugh like fucking Raul Julia and fucking Street Fighter when he's blowing up the boat. Just... <laughs> like, it's maniacal, dude. I laugh. I, I laugh. I laugh like Raul Julia <laughs> when he's playing. With with his trains and Adam's family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, like it's 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 just fueled by drugs. This entire like ending is fueled by drugs. Like, Patty, what's, what's your take on this whole ridiculousness? Like this this climactic battle scene that's like twisted metal on acid. <laughs> it's insane. Like <laughs> I, I can't piece it together sometimes. Like, <laughs> so much happening. It, yeah, there's so much happening in like split seconds, and then like, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, <laughs> there's no words. It's it's the it's the kind of explosive ending that if you saw a guy flying in the air with a hot dog cart, you wouldn't question it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you just be like, well, I guess the hot dog guy got blown up too. Like, who the fuck was the hot dog guy? I guess he was. No, I don't know. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I, I mean, this guy has monster trucks. Why wouldn't he have hot dog guys? Like, right, like, 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 you, like, he would have, he would have, like, a whole city full of, uh, uh, employees, like, a city employees, like, he'd have, uh, custodians with uh, machine gun mops. He has uh, a desk for his rat maze, like, yeah. Well, would he have a hot dog cart? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm not here. I'm not here to try to understand how the fuel works. I just understand that the fuel of drugs work for this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like. So I don't know, uh, dude. It's so fun. <laughs> so let me ask you something, man. Uh, when did Jack Palance kidnap uh, Terry Hatcher? Uh, whenever he felt like it, I guess. <laughs> it, but like, did I miss it or? No, they don't show. No, it. they don't show it. He just has her. Like for some weird reason, he just has her all of a sudden. Like huh. he just caught her. I don't know where where she was or what she was doing. He was just like, bring me yeah. Terry Hatcher. We just kind of get lost in the, in the, in Again, all the explosives, and I that's, guess we don't we don't notice it's happening at that time. That's the the thing. Like all the explosives were happening, and like somewhere between explosive one and explosive two, she got kidnapped, huh. and the hot dog vendor got blown up, and she was. These are the things that happened in Tango and Cash. Like you got kidnapped by the custodian with the machine gun mop. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> or they just sent Byron James to go do it. Like he wasn't mm-hmm. doing anything but like being British and stuff. So like So uh the finale of this movie is is so weird because uh they go in they go into the uh into the villain's lair 
I'm just gonna call it a villain's lair. I don't know what else. What, what the hell else would you call that? Yeah, what else would you call it? Right, the villain's lair. It's got a hall of um, mirrors and a rat maze. It's a lair. <laughs> it's a lair. It's surrounded with monster trucks. It's a lair. So, so um, it was at this point that I realized that uh, Jack Palance probably filmed all his scenes in a day because <laughs> yeah. he, he he there is not one scene that he is in. Uh, this exact same room as either Sylvester Stallone or or Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. And um, during dur- during my research for this movie, I I, I found a um, him promote a video of him promoting uh, Tango and Cash, and they asked him like, "So uh, how how was it doing this movie?" And he just kept trashing it, dude. Like he's like, "It's the worst <laughs> worst filming experience he's ever had in his life," because apparently he did have some scenes with them but they were never able to finish it because sylvester stallone was being such an immense dick yeah. you know figure. and jack Pounds was like i'm not gonna work with that guy you know yeah and you know i'm sorry i don't care how big of a star you were at the time sylvester stallone you're not gonna fire jack Pounds. yeah it's one of those <laughs> you things don't like it's jack Pounds, dude yeah nobody's like, gonna have that much clout dude <laughs> yeah I was like, you want me to fire john wayne too like what are you what the fuck is <laughs> what are you talking about yeah so yeah you're fired i'm fired beep boop up <laughs> yeah so instead instead of it being a uh like a hand-to-hand thing uh they just put him in a in a in a room full of mirrors and shoot him in the head and boom that's it like well i mean what else is there to do it so anticlimactic dude i was so disappointed i was so damn disappointed with this it, ending dude. it's such a quick like eh, fuck you <laughs> yeah. You know, and like that—that's—that's that's all they could. That's all they could do, um, for for this ending because Jack Palance refused to come back. You know, can't say I blame him. He was like, "I'm not going to come back as Sylvester Stallone is there on the set." Like, I'm sorry, you can't. I can't. You know, like, well, he's Tango, so you know, it's not called Palance and Cash. <laughs> yeah, but then again, you're not—you're not, you're not going to fire Jack Palance. Yeah, yeah, I, I get why. I get why you would try to work your way around it. Yeah, like I totally Which understand. Which they did, and they, they and did fine. Considering, considering, I mean, I think it's okay, but I mean, you have this whole buildup throughout the whole movie about this guy, dude. Like this guy was such a great bad guy, you know? Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so uh, they set up a bomb, and then the whole building blows up, and blah blah blah, cliche, cliche, cliche. But man, like this movie, it it, it just it it's so ridiculously stupid. Yeah. It's great. It's so unbelievably <laughs> stupid, but me being a fan of the genre, the whole '80s macho man uh, buddy cop movies, it's as empty as a macho man cop movie as you could expect it to be. Yeah, you know, it's, no- it's, it's it's like I'm a huge fan of McDonald's burgers, but you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take this, I'll take this Sonic burger. You know, I'm hungry. yeah, like you, you know what you're eating. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it, it's fine. Like that's what this movie is. Like, bro, it's it. This movie is like when you have enough money to decide between Burger King or McDonald's. Like, yeah. just watch it. It's fine. Like, it's dumb but harmless. Like, it's it's just an action movie as action movies get. Yeah. Like catch as yeah. catch can action movie. Yeah, exactly. So uh, with that being said, man, that was uh, Tango and Cash, and that uh, sure was. Yes. <laughs> It's on. It's on HBO Max right now. Um, I, 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 I'm not gonna say that I'm that I'm I'm uh, glad that I finally saw it, <laughs> but I do regret not seeing it when I was younger. It, I, I will say that. 
It's one of those movies that, like, if you, if you've never seen it, it does it doesn't kind of it, it just doesn't hit the same. Like, if you've never seen Tango and Cash and you watch it right now, it is kind of one of those movies like, oh, it's just it's just an action movie. But if you grew up with this, like, it's time to build the nostalgia off the dust, man. Like, just yeah. just do it. It's it's so good. It's such a fun movie to watch again. Like, it's yeah. so empty and perfect. <laughs> would you would you do you think that this movie deserves a sequel? Absolutely. It's been so long. It's been such a long time that it would be funny to see. Like, it would be funny to see old Tango and old Cash, like, retiring and shit like that. And just, like, somebody, like, just some new actor. Like, you shot my grandfather in 89 and shit like that. And then, like, something ridiculous. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'd be fine with it. Like... As as long as you didn't try to take it so seriously, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, don't try to give me like Tango Tango and Cash Junior. Like, oh, Tango and Cash have kids and they're cops now. Like, I don't want it. I don't. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't want to see that. Even my cat was complaining about it. She's yeah. like, I don't want to see it. Well, but you know, like, you know, maybe maybe if like Kurt Russell's kid and Terry Hatcher's kid, like if they had a kid, and then like. He's like this this hotshot young up and comer, and uh, Stallone's character is now like the police captain or something. That'd be kind of cool as long that... as you cast Wyatt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm back on that shit. Yeah, I never I never hopped off that fucking horse. Y'all are gonna be talking about Wyatt Russell when he's winning Oscars. I'm gonna be like, I know. <laughs> I've been saying it since Black Mirror. He's great. Why don't y'all listen to me? Wyatt Russell is is uh, one of the most uh, he, he's he's an unsung hero of Hollywood right now, dude. Like yeah, he's oh, yeah, so yeah. damn good, and he's not riding his dad's coattails, which I really respect. No, he's not. He's, he's his, own, his own damn thing. Yeah, and you know what? I'd be all right with him riding the coattails. I'd be all right with them remaking Escape from New York and casting him. If he's gonna ride the coattails, I'd rather him doing doing ride those coattails, not yeah. Uh, not, go hard with it. Tango and Cash sequel. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't need him in a Tango and Cash sequel. It's like fucking watching him do a fucking remake of Captain Ron. What for? <laughs> I didn't fucking need that. It's like them. It's like them doing a, a Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger movie called I Remember Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, good call. Who remembers back. that joke? Huh? Good call back to some early family guy on that one. Yeah, hell yeah. I, re- I remember the I remember Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Check out Tango Cash. It, it's it's good, harmless fun. Uh, I'm glad I watched it. Uh, I'm, I'm even more uh, regret. It's even more regrettable for me the fact that I didn't watch it as a kid. But K Sarah Sarah, you are what you are. You do what you do. And um, I'm glad I finally got a chance to watch it. Now I understand all the pop culture references. Yeah. Uh, I call back to that movie. And yeah, now there's a lot of them out there. Because of it. Now yeah. Here because of it. So. So with that being said, man, uh, until next week, uh, we're going to be uh, uh, doing another movie next week, and uh, uh, we'll let you know what it is at that time. But could it be now? Yeah, you guys, you guys go go up on our on our Facebook and try to guess what the next movie is going to be. You're not going to give you any hints because we probably don't know either. But anyway. yeah, I don't, think, I don't think we know what it's going to be either. Yeah, so your guess really is as good as ours. You might just give so, us a suggestion. We're, we're like, oh shit, we should do that one. We're just winging it right now because it's that much fun. It's so much fun like that. So anyway, uh, hey Bob, 
I got a question for you, my friend. Uh, Where can the people find our fine podcast? Well, the best place to find it is right there on your own freaking phone. You can download the RGV Titan radio app on your app store now. How freaking sweet is that? Yeah, I just downloaded it. You just downloaded it. The Apple Store and Google Play. Not only there, you can find it on Spotify. God, I freaking love Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> Spotify and uh, Podbean. Any other, Podbean. Wherever any, fine podcasts are sold. And you can also catch brand new episodes of the Movie Know It All podcast every Wednesday at 5 p.m. on rgvtitanradio.com. And you can also find all of our other uh, all of our other RGV Titan Radio uh, shows on there. Yeah, Human uh, Condition is getting ready to come back. That's exciting. That's a big deal because mm. they have been gone for a while. And yeah, like they're coming back with a freaking vengeance, dude. Like yeah, they got man. awesome shows coming up. So by the way, if you guys have any music or uh, any poetry that you want to shine a light on, give the human condition a, a call, man. Like like uh, hit them up on their Facebook page. They're looking for people uh, to uh, to show up on their on their show and uh, give you some uh, give you some time on the air, and they'll be more than happy to do that for you. Or hit uh, us up. Hit up RGV Titan Radio. We'll definitely pass the information along. Yep, with uh, with streamers and bells and whistles and all that stuff, you know, all sorts of good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, until next week, I am Will, and I'm Bob, and I'm Patty, and that, my friends, was the Movie Know It All podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We are the nine five six. Have a good one, guys. Later. Later. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGVTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, and country. If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgvtitanradio.com. We are the 956.